feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. No regrets. That, to me, is unbelievable. President Biden asked, basically, what do you think about the fact that you had a whole bunch of classified documents strewn all over the eastern seaboard? What do you think, basically, that documents were in your home in Wilmington where your drugged-out son, who clearly has a lot of issues, was hanging around and living There are pictures tonight, by the way, of Hunter Biden. You can't make this up. Driving around in Joe's prized Corvette. He's with some little chickadee kind of driving around. Apparently, he also did engine work on the prized Corvette. And the reason all of that, of course, is relevant is that Joe Biden has always given the Corvette defense. Remember, he's always said, oh, you know, the classified documents were kept with my prize Corvette in a garage and the garage was locked and it was locked with like an up down button. Remember? So that was the big, big safety security net that our national security secrets were basically behind, which to me is just so unbelievable. It was the craziest answer when he was asked about that by Fox correspondent, Peter Ducey. And again, his response was, Oh, don't worry. They're safe because I love my Corvette. They were in my home in Wilmington, Delaware, and you know I keep my Corvette safe. So I'm sure national security secrets were in a really, really good location. We can all feel great about that. Well, there are new details tonight talking about the access that Hunter Biden had to the House. Uh, New York Post is reporting that essentially there were pings, basically, that is in that area uh, hundreds of times. (laughs) You can't make it up. Uh, In the area, basically at that house, not just listing it as his home, but listing it as his frequent location where he always spent time, where he was, quote, living. We also know reports that he was paying $50,000 a month for rent, which is a whole other big kahuna and a lot of questions with that. And now there's also these pictures of it's almost like a joke. I can't wait to see Saturday Night Live this weekend. Because there are these pictures of Joe Biden's garage. And you see, of course, the Corvette there. And then you see this box that's like all disheveled right next to the Corvette. And everyone's kind of like, remember, he described them being right next to the Corvette, which, of course, again, Hunter hung out in. Hunter fixed the engine on. Hunter hung out in the garage. The whole to-do. What could go wrong there, right? Well, now we are seeing these pictures. This is really, like, unbelievable. Apparently, it was at, like, a child's birthday party, one of the Biden family members, like, grandkids' birthday parties. And you see right next to it this big box that looks like the box that's in the garage. And we wonder, we don't know for sure if it's the same box or if it's exactly where these top-secret documents are. But it's marked in, like, a magic marker, important documents, And the cover of the box is like taken off and it looks just like the box that's right by the Corvette where some people are basically saying that's where the national security documents are in. So and guess where the picture of it came from? You can't make this up. The picture comes from Hunter Biden's laptop. 
Hunter Biden's laptop, according to the New York Post, had a picture of this like disheveled box, handwritten, like, you know, basically important documents, all key documents. Looks like the one that's, again, in the garage and it's hanging out at a kid's birthday party in the background with the box wide open. You can't make this up. And Hunter Biden's laptop that who knows who has seen that laptop. But it just to me is so indicative of sort of this whole sloppiness by the Biden family. And so many questions still tonight that we have about when did he get the documents? Who had access to them? Where were they? And we haven't gotten any answers yet. I mean, that's the most incredible thing. And so finally, reporters get a chance to ask President Biden. He's in California. He was there for a weather event. You know, there's so many problems, unfortunately, what's been happening in California. And so he goes to California. And, of course, the press is asking questions because he hasn't been saying much. And poor Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, is like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know nothing. She can't say anything. They obviously won't let her. So she's in a difficult bind. And so the reporter finally gets to go to Joe Biden and says, hey, tell us the details. Don't you feel bad at the fact that we didn't know about the documents until after the midterms? Remember, two months after the midterms? There are so many questions about that. And then don't you feel bad about the mishandling of documents? What about the, you know, the Corvette defense that it was in the garage? I mean, there's a lot of regrets. And, and any normal person with half a brain would come back and say, listen, yeah, maybe I do respect Obviously, the, you know, the the national security secrets, that's the kind of the canned line we've been hearing all the time. But I do wish things had been handled better. Obviously, it was a mistake. Even that kind of thing would have been at least something somewhat believable, even though there's a lot of questions about whether it was inadvertent or not. We'll get to that in a moment. But he won't even admit that he did anything wrong. I mean, to me, this is not shoeless Joe, but this is clueless Joe. I mean, are you kidding me? No regrets. You better have a lot of regrets. National Security Secrets were sitting there wide open in your office at the Penn Biden Center in D.C. They were sitting there very accessible in your library, in your home in Wilmington. They were sitting there very accessible in your garage next to your prized Corvette. You better have some regrets if you care about America and America's security. To me, it was shocking. Absolutely shocking. What are your thoughts about his no regrets? There's no there there. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. But yet when it comes to President Trump, it is utterly irresponsible and shameless. And he's a maggot and everything else basically comes out of Joe Biden's mouth. And with him, it's like he wants the whole world to just pass it by. And I contend what Joe Biden did was a heck of a lot worse. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. So listen to this exchange. This is with Joe Biden and a reporter who finally gets access to the president and asks some obvious questions. Take a listen. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. There's no there there. I think you'll find that there's nothing there. No there there and no regrets. 
Does that sound like a man who seems to be repentant or feel bad? I mean, to me, it's an outrageous comment and so inappropriate and so just sort of arrogant, too, as well. Here we are in the middle of what is clearly a crisis in this country. And now at this time, we've got the former president of the United States, and that is reckless. You know, people were talking about even getting him executed. I mean, the rhetoric coming from the left about Trump is unbelievable. And President Biden wants us to think, oh, don't worry about it because they're sprinkled all over the eastern seaboard. But there's no there there. I didn't do anything wrong. No regrets. No problem there. I don't think there's anything wrong with me not being able to keep track of secrets that have to do with Iran and China and Ukraine. Not to worry about that, guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Well, needless to say, you know things are bad when even the mainstream media, and I'm talking like CBS and NBC and all those guys, they are now fed up. And I think they're on to Joe's game because even the New York Times has been writing about it. You know you're in bad shape when the New York Times is trashing Joe Biden. They're usually like the, you know, I love you, I love you, love you, you know. So this is like, you know you're in trouble. So clearly at this point, everybody is asking the obvious questions. And if I was in the press room, I've been in the press room many a times, it's like, wait, 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 wait. By the way, they haven't called Fox News in the last few days, you could tell. Corinne Jean-Pierre can't handle that. So she can barely handle uh, PBS, let alone, or NPR, let alone Fox News. So she did take a little bit of incoming today in terms of some tough questions, but they're obvious questions. And she just can't. It's it's the most embarrassing thing. You have now a White House press secretary who clearly has been told you can't say a word, don't answer anything. And to the point where when they asked her, hey, what do you what do the president mean by no regrets or there's no there there? That's the obvious questions. You would have thought like it was like a top secret question. Listen to the way she just simply couldn't answer it today during the press briefing. Take a listen. What does the president mean when he said no regrets? Because he's also said he takes very seriously the handling of uh, classified documents. So I'm unclear what he means about no regrets. So I'm not going to uh, comment further from what the president has said uh, yesterday. I think he uh, he laid out his thoughts. He was asked about it. He laid out his thoughts of whatever question he was asked. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into specifics or I'm not going to uh, go beyond what the president has said. But I will reiterate from here uh, that uh, and basically what he said to 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 all of you many times at this point that he does indeed take classified information. And seriously, he does indeed take classified documents. Seriously, I'm just not going to go beyond that. I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office for any specifics on on um, on on the president's comments or what how the process is moving forward. I mean, what a bunch of gobbledygook. I feel bad for her because she's clearly been told don't say anything. And she's not as good as Circleback Saki, who could basically just kind of say whatever and sounded like she was saying something, even if she wasn't saying something. This one, she can't say anything and she doesn't know how to express it other than uh, 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 uh. And here's a little bit more of the briefing today. Listen to this exchange. Can you just shed light on, um, was he referring to sort of the rollout of the information or about the timeline or... I'm just unclear about what he's and, not regretting. And, and, and Kelly O, I totally understand the question. I totally understand why you may want clarity here, but I'm going to be prudent. I'm going to be consistent here. I'm not going to comment on um, on 
on the ongoing uh, process, the legal process from here. Uh, I will just let the president's words stand for itself. I mean, that's a bad situation when the press secretary can't even elaborate on what the president means by no regrets and there's no there there. I'm sure every time the president opens his mouth, first off, he did. Remember, it was a CBS leak that started the whole thing. It's not like the White House came out and said, hey, you know, here's what happened. We want to be transparent. Remember, they said they were going to be the most transparent in history. And yet, remember, it came out from a press leak. And then the president sort of babbled something in Mexico City, and they're like, oh, clean up on aisle seven. So, you know, every time they're scared that the press gets near him, he's going to be obviously asked a question about it. There's no way. I think for the next two years, plus, he's going to be asked about it. And they can't, they're like, they can't put a total lid on the president. They'd love to if they could. But you know you're going to see like the Easter Bunny dragging him off as many times as he can because every time he talks, they don't know what to say as a follow-up because it gets worse and worse. So when we come back, we're going to take your calls, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. How bad does this look for Biden and how arrogant do you think that a president after all this comes back and says, no, there, there, no regrets? No problem what I did. What a hypocrite. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby Show on this Friday night. I always love being with all of you. And boy, is there so much going on when you sit and look at everything that's going on with Joe Biden. And he does the Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know nothing. I didn't do anything wrong. No regrets. Let's move on and talk about how great my son Hunter Hunter Biden is. No problems there. And that's where I think, by the way, I think this is the beginning of the end of Biden's presidency on so many levels. If I look at some of the new polls, because he has been dropping big time in his approval ratings. One of the recent ones said 40 percent, but there are others that say 70 to 80 percent of Americans. And that includes also a majority of Democrats are saying essentially that this document scandal needs to be looked into. And this is clearly hurting his 2024 chances. There's no question. He's now delayed announcing whether or not he's going to run until after the State of the Union. That's going to be on February 7th. But his original plan was, I'm going to maybe announce between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, that passed. I'm going to announce right after the new year. Well, that passed. And then this popped up, and I'm sure this has caused a damper. And not just because of the documents, I really think all the ties to Hunter Biden is where it's going to get so ugly for good old Uncle Joe. I'm telling you, I just think they're going to open a huge can of worms with the money and the $50,000 a month. To me, that just looks so bad. $50,000 a month for a home that Hunter Biden says he was living at in Wellington, Delaware, paying to his father and living there with his dad. Does that make any sense when they're so close that his dad would charge him 50000 Was it real money? Where did it come from? How was he making all this money at Ukraine? I mean, there are, just, there are so many questionable things that look so bad. 
and listen to Congressman Tim Burchett. This is what he had to say. He also reminded us again that the story got leaked out to the press. So who's leaking it? Could it be Democrats who want to get rid of good old Joe and see him as just too toxic or too slow right now? Take a listen. It was leaked to CBS. It wasn't something they found because they weren't going to a garage sale at Joe Biden's and (laughs) And found these documents. Let's right. be honest. Somebody on the inside leaked that. Somebody on his own team, apparently, it was responsible for that. You know, Hunter Biden's running around there with who knows what strippers, Chinese uh, spies, who knows, and um, and he's he's clearly in the middle of all of this. It's just it's just a disaster. It's a nightmare of, of epic proportions. And for Clyburn or any of these folks to say this is this is a success is just beyond me. And also, now we know that the Secret Service has a database where they do have some listing of some of the people that came into that home. There wasn't like a a Secret Service log, per se, but there is a database, so they will have some details. And they also, by the way, you know, the House GOP is going to be able to say that there are ways to basically get the answer. Let's just subpoena everybody who's at the House so guess who's going to be probably the first person subpoenaed? Hunter Biden. And they would have every right to do it because he lived at the house. He claimed he was at the house. They show that he was definitely at the house. He was fixing the Corvette. I would spend about 10 days just grilling Hunter Biden. Bring it on. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank in the beautiful state of Maine. How are you, Frank? You're on the Rita Cosby Show. Rita, always a pleasure from and greetings from the beautiful, great, beautiful state of Maine. You know, Rita, total disregard. This this president, total disregard for public safety, total disregard for his national security, total disregard for himself, total disregard for for his crackhead son, total disregard for every single person in this country. This man has no morals, and the press is finally, hopefully, I am hoping, praying. That is not only the New York Times anymore or, or the, you know, the Daily News or the Washington Post. I am hoping that every, every liberal network gets on the bandwagon and goes after this man. He is, he is totally making our country look like a joke. And this, this scandal, which, by the way, Trump uh, had, like you said, the similar scandal and uh, every single – News agency and their mother went after him and, and called him every name in the book and threatened his life and all this stuff. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I want to see our Congress, which is now Republican, go full fledged after this issue. I want ethics committee go going after this issue. I want the FBI has been protecting him to go after him and his son and his and his daughter-in-law and every single person in his family. And I want to see all of them indicted. Well, I think, by the way, there are a lot of serious things right now. And we'll see, you know what I think is going to be really important is the, the Hunter Biden stuff. There is no doubt President Biden doesn't want that can of worms opened up. And there is, are so many things. There's a, a big kind of email train that came out today in New York Post also where they were reporting, Frank, that basically um, a big Chinese energy deal basically to give Chinese energy companies access to America, which is also interesting because Joe's trying to cut off our energy independence. So it, it makes it, it makes you wonder, was there a policy change with our energy so we could help China? Visa V Hunter 
And then there's things that, hey, your dad, I know your dad's involved. That kind of language that is well beyond just, hey, I mentioned it to my dad. It's clearly showing his father integrated in these business deals. And that's where I think it's going to get really ugly because they're going to have the right to subpoena bank records. They're going to have the right to find out about any offshore companies, funds that were going outside. It is going to be, I think it's going to be explosive, and we'll see what comes out. And that's why I say to you tonight, Frank, I'm not sure President Biden is going to run again. I I really think he's not going to be able to. It's going to be a really tough two years. I think the honeymoon's over from the media. Obviously, the honeymoon was over the, the day Trump went down the escalator, so now Biden's just getting a little taste of what Trump got, uh, and he doesn't have any answers. It's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, is that vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream? That's the best he can do. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and, of course, their families. A beautiful story coming from the Tampa Police Department, where they honored four officers just yesterday who rescued a baby found in an abandoned stolen car last summer. Officers responded to an apartment complex in Tampa back in August after a woman reported that her car was stolen with her 11-month-old baby inside. The vehicle was found about 30 minutes later just outside of the city, and upon spotted the vehicle, Officer Stephen Zawicki scaled a fence with another officer who was training with him. We hopped over like a six-foot fence just to get the baby. We ran straight to the vehicle. I know at the time he was struggling with a little injury, but he cleared that fence. And we were able to take him down and also get the baby. In fact, a baby girl was found in the vehicle with the door locked. The child was overheated and lethargic. So they immediately took the girl to a patrol car and gave her a cold compress and some water to cool down. It was so emotional, Officer Zawicki said, I have kids of my own. And when we opened the door, the child was motionless. It appeared lifeless, just leaning over the child seat. Officer uh, Pollock and I had prior military service. We were able to identify this as a heat injury and knew exactly what to do. We have kids, and my son was just born right before that, so it hit home in such a big, big way. And bravo to these great officers in Tampa who saved a little 11-month-old baby boy, and he is said to be doing okay tonight. What a great and beautiful story and a great reminder that our law enforcement every single day do incredible work to keep all of us safe, young and old. Well, we are talking, of course, about Joe Biden and some new details about the business dealings that Joe Biden says he knows nothing about. Remember, he said, I never had any connection whatsoever to Hunter's business deals. Yet there are pictures over and over again of him standing with some of these business associates. There are also many reports and many text messages talking about business deals with dad that were on Hunter Biden's laptop, also on his phone. I mean, all these things are coming out and really the plot is thickening. And as I just mentioned, uh, the fact that Hunter Biden was living in that house where classified documents were found 
three separate occasions. Remember, there have been four occasions where the documents have been found. Three of the four were in that Wilmington house, which certainly wasn't worth $50,000 a month rent. It's The house is worth like $2 million. So something's not right in China there or something's not Something's rotten in Denmark, I'll say that, even though my mother's Danish. But regardless of that, I'll still do it. But something's awfully fishy there. And they love fish in Denmark, so that's okay. But things are really suspicious with that old $50,000 amount. There is no doubt about it. And you still hear Joe going, ah, everything's great, no regrets. Uh, to me, it's a very arrogant reply from somebody who is the president of all of America. And here is Andy McCarthy, former assistant U.S. attorney, saying, you know what, uh, there are a lot of problems for Joe Biden. He has a lot to regret. This is how Andy McCartney, McCarthy sees these classified documents strewn all over the place. He's not allowed to store them in an unauthorized place. Uh, he has a security clearance. He's allowed to have documents, but he can only examine them in a place that is authorized by law. And we know, as Mike laid out, that there's been multiple places that are unauthorized where these documents were found. That's a felony. That is a felony. They were definitely unsecure. They weren't in a secure skiff, which is where they're supposed to be, at least in Trump's place. They were at a location with Secret Service around. Uh, They were in that vault, that place downstairs, and they also had a padlock around them. So, I mean, that seems a lot more secure than uh, hanging out with Hunter Biden and his hookers. Well, here is Joe Biden again when he was asked yesterday, because listen to his lingo when he was asked again by reporters. And again, I think this was a CBS reporter. And uh, he was like angry that she was even asking the question, how dare she? And this is this arrogant answer that he gave that everybody's talking about today. As we found uh we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. There's no there there. Well, here is Andy McCarthy, former assistant U.S. attorney, saying, you know what? There's a lot there. Well, there's obviously a there there. We have the documents. But what I'd like to react to, if I can, Martha, is this claim that, you know, this this assumption we're all making that Biden reported this. They keep saying they self-reported it as if they reported it to law enforcement. Mm -hmm. The Biden people did not report this to law enforcement. The Biden private counsel found the documents. They referred it to the Biden White House. The Biden White House after uh, a day of hand-wringing, referred it to the National Archives, which is not law enforcement. Uh, There's no indication that they wanted or expected that law enforcement was going to get this immediately. It was the Inspector General of the National Archives that reported this to the Justice Department. So it's not like they were like totally transparent. They found evidence of a crime, and they said, we better get this to the FBI and the Justice Department. That's not what happened. And also, again, this is all honor system. I mean, remember, uh, did it look like honor system with Trump? It was like, no, guns blazing, like it was the OK Corral coming in when that raid happened. And yet, with Joe Biden, we still don't know if this is exactly where the documents were found. We're just taking his attorney's word for it. 
And remember, they said they found everything. And then a few hours later, they, wow, lo and behold, they described that they found some more. That was after the special counsel. So, I mean, they keep finding these documents. And who's to say that they're not finding more? We're also trusting that they're found where they say they found it. Uh, How do we know that that's, do they have video of them suddenly, like, stumbling on it? Uh, How do we know? We don't know who's touched it. We don't know who's seen the documents. And we do know the documents, at least the ones at that Penn Biden Center, were documents as have been reported to Ukraine, Iran, and China, and more. So there's a lot of questions there that need to be answered. And why don't we know those answers? Because guess what? He is the American president. He owes it to the American public to respond. And I found it really insulting for him to say, no regrets, no there, there, let's just move on. Uh, By the way, Andy McCarthy is not one of these guys who like is like a Joe Biden pylon guy. There are times where he's been critical of Trump. He's always been pretty middle of the road. And here he says there's a lot of there there and there may be a lot of felonies there is what he's essentially saying. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to let's go to Paul in Connecticut. Line three. Paul, your thoughts. Hey, Paul, are you there? Paul, call us back. We can't hear you, but call us back if you could. Let's go to Rick. Line two. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, Rita. I just wanted to say Corinne Jean-Pierre has gone to war with the uh, White House press, but she'll probably surrender right away because she's French. Because <laughs> the French have a habit of doing that? Is that your point? <laughs> That's the old joke. That's the old French joke. <laughs> That's a good one. Although they did give us the Statue of Liberty, so we have a lot of things to be grateful for. Remember when, yes, the, when came, the ships we came, came in, we're like, thank goodness the French are here. So th- th- there's some good things to be happy about. <laughs> yeah, we, we tease them, but we love them. Absolutely. Now, where do you think, what do you think of her handling of this, Rick? I actually, you know, I mean, I think she's abysmal, but I also feel like she's put in such a horrible situation because either they're not telling her or they just want her not to, you know, not to answer anything. I mean, the fact that she can't even clarify on what does he mean by no regrets. And what's so interesting is this dance, Rich, uh, you know, Rick, because the dance is like, They say, well, no, we can't answer it. Uh, The DOJ, the Department of Justice, has to answer it, or the White House Counsel's Office has to answer it. And guess what happens? They don't answer it. And then the Department of Justice has told the reporters, by the way, at the White House, that essentially, uh, don't worry about it. The White House can answer. We don't have to answer. The White House is, is allowed to answer. Like So in other words... The person who's putting the cuffs on the White House is the White House themselves because they're probably scared of what they're going to say or not say. But this is like it's an amazing dance just to see from a White House that rode on transparency. Remember, he rode on, you know, Biden was like, I'm going to clean up shop. Trump is uh, orange man bad. Trump is corrupt. Trump is terrible. And when I come in, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent. And the first sign of trouble It's like, oh, don't worry about it. Let's move on. And gets mad that he's even asked a a semi-tough question. I mean, Rick, this is going to get real ugly. When they start asking money about his son and and when the mainstream media starts putting on its big boy pants and starts asking about Hunter Biden, it's going to get – let's see how Joe Biden handles those questions when they start saying, hey, by the way, we found a money train that went from here to here to here – uh, are you worried about visiting your son potentially in in prison? You know, I mean, 
if it gets to that. I mean, we don't know. But if the documents show something really nefarious and they will get access to it, how do you think uh, good old Joe's going to handle that one, Rick? Uh, they're going to pass the buck. And, of course, you know, nobody's ever going to be held accountable because they control everything. They control the Justice Department. Uh, they control the FBI, the CIA. W- who are we going to turn to? Well, the problem is, Rick, I actually disagree. I do think they're going to try to sweep it under the rug. And I think that that's what they have tried to do. Even you just heard from Andy McCarthy. I thought it was really uh, eloquent how he described the trail that it went to the Biden council. Then they called the White House. Then they called the archives. And it was the archives that alerted law enforcement. So I think it's really interesting, the whole train of it. But I think now that the GOP is in charge of the House, I think we may get to the bottom of it. I think they're going to release some of the details. They're not going to sit on it. If they get something that's explosive through a subpoena or something, if it was a house that was controlled by Democrats, I would agree with you. It's going to get swept under like, you know, like the wicked witch from the West is going to sweep it under with a broom. There's no doubt about that. But in this particular case, I actually think because you look at Comer, look at Jim Jordan, those guys, they're not just going to like sweep it under the rug. And if it's so explosive, I think it could be really damning for this president. Let's go to Roberta. Line one. Roberta, your thoughts about all this? Oh, you know, I, uh, you mentioned two years. and I just can't believe it's going to last that long. I have a feeling they're going to make a deal with him and uh, and him and his and I'm sure all that bad stuff about him will just disappear and we won't hear about it anymore, and I'll have to resign soon. Oh, that's an interesting point. You think, uh, by the way, I agree with you. Uh, two years, I feel like, is a long time with this guy. Um, and I think it's going to be a long, really difficult two years for President Biden. He may ride it out, but I would be really surprised if he's going to run again. I mean, I think I think he's sort of thinking of it. I, I was listening to his whole speech Earlier this week, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day before the National Action Network, and it sounded like a campaign speech more than an MLK speech, sadly, because there's a lot to talk about with MLK. He was a great guy. I mean, I think one of the greatest Americans ever. Uh, but yet he was kind of like, and I did this. And then he was like, you know, pulling the race card too, you know, you know, bashing police and everything. And uh, it sounded like a stump speech, which is why I think that uh, I think he wants to run again. But I hope somebody says to him two words, Hunter Biden, and maybe he doesn't uh, for his own sake, because I just think it's going to get really bad. Uh, and I think the Democrats clearly want to push him out. I wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of Democratic plant. Maybe Kamala Harris leaked the documents. Who knows, guys? Uh, let's go to Stan. Line two. Stan, your thoughts, my friend. How you doing, Stan? Okay. How are you, Qu- Queen Bee? You're the Queen Bee. Oh, th- what did you call me last night? Cutie pie, right? Hey, well, well you are. Now, Thank let, you. Me put, let me put you in a situation. Here we go. All right. Go ahead, Stan. <laughs> President Yutzman uh, makes Rita Cosby press secretary. President Yutzman? President A. I can... <laughs> we, we off the air. So the point <laughs> I'm saying is he tells... Press Secretary Cosby, you know, Rita, I, the, the thing with me, uh, just told the line, say exactly what the lawyers tell you to say, and that's it, and then refer it to justice or to our lawyers. And Rita Cosby would do exactly the same thing. So don't be a hypocrite. You would do it if you had the job. I'm not a fan of hers, by the way. I think she's one of the worst. But you would tell the line and say exactly what she did. Well, would and, you not? and Stan, no, by the way, I rarely say this, but I agree with you. 
Uh, and that is her job. She's supposed to represent, of course, the White House and the president. And I totally agree that she doesn't really have a choice. That's why I say to you, I actually and by the way, I do agree that I think she's terrible. I just think she's she's unqualified for the job. Uh, this is separate than all this, even before this. I just thought and I even, you know, circle back Saki, who I thought talked out of all sides of her mouth. But I thought she was a very effective press secretary. And I've seen a lot of them. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've, Ari Fleischer, I thought, was a great press secretary for George Bush. So I think there's some really good ones. And I thought Circle Back Saki really circled really well. And I thought, she that's a skill. That's a, it's a skill to do a circle that goes 360 over and over and over again. Um, but um, I and I do feel sorry for her in this case, Corinne Jean-Pierre, because I think you did hit it on the head, Stan, that in this case, what can she do? And I actually think they're not telling her either. I think not only are they saying don't say anything else, so that puts her in a box. I think they're leaving her in the dark, too. I think they're, it's not always that. Sometimes press secretaries have great relations where they give them all the information. And then there's others where they purposely kind of give them only what they want them to say so they don't misspeak when they go out there or go too far when they go out there. I think she's being left totally in the dark. And not only is she told not to say anything, but basically doesn't know anything either. Uh, so it puts her in a horrible position. So I do have sympathy. So, Stan, for once, I will say I agree with you. And I love you, Stan. Have a great weekend. We'll continue with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you all know how much I love your calls, whether I agree with you or not. By the way, I think this is the first that I agreed with Stan tonight. I'll have to write this down because this goes down in history, right? It's like probably they all, everybody's shaking their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the first time I've ever agreed with Stan. But we love Stan. He called me a cutie pie last night on the show. So, Stan, cutie pie, thank you. It was nice to hear from you, too, as well. And, of course, we love all of your phone calls, everybody. They are always so great, and that's why on Friday nights, one of our favorite things to do is play some of the highlights from your great calls from the week. So keep those calls coming because see if you make it. It is called Rita's Ringers, and here is one edition of some of our favorite calls from the week. I miss your shows. I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. Stan, I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. Yes, in the bizarre world of Rita Cosby, it's wait, embarrassing. Wait, wait, bizarre, bizarre world? I thought you loved my world. I do you love your world, but tonight we have to have a little fun, too, there, cutie. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay, okay, cutie, Stanny, go ahead. Cutie, like cutie that. booty. I like you when you call me Stanny. Stanny, <laughs> lovable Stanny. All right, here we go. As far as I'm concerned, the president's response. First of all, I've said I thought it was ridiculous what happened and so forth. But he has been more cooperative than the last guy. Yeah, Rita, you know, the White House is using inadvertently mishandled as a go-to excuse for Joe's incompetence. It's almost like a thief saying, sorry, guys, I inadvertently took the bank's money because they all look the same to me. <laughs> so, you know, Joe may be incompetent. Uh, that's what best excuse they're using. But incompetence at the presidential level can did lead to Watergate, Monica Gate, and maybe it'll lead to Hunter Gate in the next few days. 
But in Biden's eyes, his garage is the most secure shift in the world because he's building a half million dollar wall around it at taxpayer expense to keep the top secret Parmesan lace documents safe from the world. That's <laughs> his thinking. <laughs> Rita's Ringers. <laughs> And keep those great calls coming and see if you make it to our Rita's Ringers every Friday night, which we love sharing with you. We're going to have another edition in the next hour, too, so stay tuned for that, everybody. Let's go to your calls, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Vinny on line eight. Uh, Vinny, what are your thoughts about Joe Biden, who has no regrets? Oh, it's uh, well, first I want to say I think we talked to Stan from the alternate planet tonight because that was actually a... A nice little conversation there. But what I wanted to say was... I, you know what I think? Um, I think he's off his medication tonight. Maybe that's it. Yeah, they might not have his Ritalin ready. But anyway, <laughs> um, what what I wanted to say was when all this happened with President Trump on January 6th, every person came out of the woodwork. Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, we need to start the investigation for impeachment. All this stuff started happening to him. That's all we heard every day. And now all of a sudden, all of this has happened. We're finding out all these classified documents are coming out, and not one person is coming out of the woodwork. I mean, what's next? Monday they're going to find classified documents in the magazine rack of his bathroom, but no one's talking about any of this. Well, that's the thing. Vinny, you hit it on the head. I firmly believe, just look at the pattern. I mean, I think anybody believes they're going to probably discover more because they keep kind of stumbling on a whole bunch. And it was even after the special counsel was appointed. Remember, a few hours later, they stumbled on some more. So I find it hard to believe that there's not more, like you just said. Uh, what is it used for, like, uh, you know, a paper underneath of when they did the engine change? Uh, is it in the bathroom? Is it in uh, Hunter Biden's uh, boudoir, <laughs> you know, with uh, some of his lady friends? How's that? I mean, I, I would not be surprised if they're all over the place, Vin. I mean, it's just the way the mishandling and the recklessness. And that's what's so stunning, Vinny, too, when I hear the language that, I mean, whoever advised President Biden, unless this is maybe just how he really feels, sometimes, you know, when he's asked these questions, it's like uh, like an old person, you know, when you go visit at a home, they just say what they think, no filter. So maybe this is what he really thinks. Maybe he really thinks, no regrets, too bad, I can do whatever I want. No, they're there, but orange man, bad, you know? I mean, you know, maybe this is what he thinks, but it's there's an arrogance, and I think... It really will disserve him, and I think it's going to make the press even angrier. We're going to continue with your calls. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. You see these images of Alec Baldwin, the actor, kind of ducking and hiding. I don't know why, you know, he's hiding. It's not like you can kind of escape. Everybody knows what he looks like. It's not like uh, he puts a piece of paper in front. Maybe it was one of Joe's classified documents. Who knows that he might have been holding up. Seem to show up everywhere these days. 
But later on in the hour, uh, I'm going to take your calls on Alec Baldwin. I want to continue talking with you about Joe Biden now. But Alec Baldwin, the plot is thickening because uh, we're hearing more details of who sort of handled the gun before it got to him. Of course, he is now facing Two involuntary manslaughter charges, very serious charges in the state of New Mexico for being the actor and big time the producer of that film, Rust, where the woman, the cinematographer, lost her life. And tonight, Alec Baldwin is saying he's going to fight this tooth and nail. And via his attorneys, the word is that they think they will win at trial. So... Do you think that that's the case? Do you think there's a strong case against Alec Baldwin? And I actually think he will probably face some sort of conviction. And the reason I say that, there's two different kinds. There's one in New Mexico that's this involuntary manslaughter, which is recklessness, um, and that his recklessness contributed to it. That's the one that has the five-year Minimum, basically, the mandatory. That's serious stuff. There's also another involuntary manslaughter charge in New Mexico that says that you accidentally, this happened with some recklessness, but at the time you were doing a lawful act. In other words, it wasn't like you were doing anything illegal. There is a gun enhancement because obviously a gun was present, as we know, and it was a loaded gun, as it turns out. Um, But that one is considered, quote, a misdemeanor. So maybe at the end of the day, he may get something like that, or maybe there's some plea deal. But tonight, he is sounding defiant as ever through his attorney and saying, I'm fighting this tooth and nail, and I'm going to beat this. So I want to hear your thoughts later on in the hour if you think that the case is strong against Alec Baldwin. I think, actually, there was extreme recklessness. Um, I think, obviously, it's appropriate that this armorer, who's the person who's supposed to be overseeing the weapons, she's the lead person, she's in charge of it all, she is also charged with those same two counts, and you can make the case that clearly uh, she uh, didn't do her job, needless to say. Why was there a live round in there? And now we're hearing details that, like, sort of through her attorney, that she picked up, like, a new box And there must have been live rounds in this new box. She checked the gun earlier and it was fine. It was a cold gun, nothing of note, locked it up and then gave him what she thought was the gun that was locked up that hadn't changed. So did she miss it the first time? Did somehow a live round get put in there and she didn't realize it or somebody else got into the locker? The plot thickens. So I think clearly there's some culpability on her part. But the question is how much for Alec Baldwin, or will he sail scot-free? Because he's a well-known actor, uh, but he was the producer. And that's where I think the things really get tough for him. And also, he keeps contending that somehow this gun just miraculously went off. I mean, that's where I think he's having trouble. I think this interview that he did with George Stephanopoulos for him is a disaster because he came out and basically said that uh, somehow... The gun just was handed to me. I wasn't supposed to pull the trigger in the script. Um, There were all these things. So why were you pointing the gun in the direction of all these people, clearly? Um, And also, uh, everybody basically in the FBI and elsewhere has come out and said, there's no way that the gun would have just kind of gone off magically. Did someone, like, fly it into his hand and somehow it magically went off? I mean, he hasn't even contended that his hand slipped or anything like that. He just said... It went off. So, like, what, 
uh, a tooth fairy flew in and did it. So I think that actually looks really bad for him. And this is the statement, again, that everybody's taking contention with. This is when he talked to George Stephanopoulos. And now, you know, federal authorities say that this story is just not correct. This was a completely incidental shot, an angle that may not have ended up in the film at all. But we kept doing this. So then I said to her, now in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. At the moment. The decisive that was the moment. moment the gun went off. Yeah, that was the moment the gun went off. And then he further said, I never pulled the trigger. Just kind of the hammer just kind of did it on its own. Take a listen. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and, and pull the trigger. On day one of my instruction in this business, people said to me, never take a gun and go click, 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 click. Because even though it's incremental, you damage the firing pin on the gun if you do that. Don't do that. So I never pulled the trigger. It wasn't in the script. So what was he doing pointing in that direction? And did he just accidentally hit the gun in the wrong place? And there are experts, we're going to play this later on in the show, who basically say, regardless, the policy on a movie set, first off, the armor is supposed to look at it. Someone else is supposed to look at it. Then the actor is supposed to do a triple check. So were all those checks just overseen and bypassed for either laziness to save money? Were they not experienced? There's a lot of questions tonight. We're going to take your calls on that because he says he's going to fight it tooth and nail. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking about President Biden, who continues to say, no regrets there. That's the last thing he said in the last 24 hours. It's like, are you kidding me? No, they're there. No regrets there. I didn't do anything wrong. But if you listen to Mike Davis, he is a former law clerk, for Neil Gorsuch, one of the Supreme Court justices. And this is what he had to say about the documents, because he also points out that a lot of the personal attorneys for President Biden weren't of the level to have national security clearance to be looking at these documents. Remember, even according to Biden and the White House, that it was the attorneys who still, I'm wondering, why were they looking on November 2nd? Isn't that a little interesting? The House is about to turn GOP hands, uh, you know, and they were expecting these big red waves. So he knew subpoenas were coming. He knew all that stuff was coming. So I don't believe that it just happened to be moving day a few days before. And why would you send attorneys that you spend, what, $500,000 for these high-priced attorneys to do moving? You call uh, a moving company. But he hired these attorneys to go look clearly for documents and who knows what else, maybe to get rid of whatever's there. And a lot of them didn't have national security clearance. So how big of a disaster is it that they were looking at these documents? This opens a huge can of worms. And that's what Mike Davis has to say. Take a listen to that. So unlike former presidents who have the absolute constitutional right under the Commander-in-Chief Clause and the statutory right under the Presidential Records Act to take personal copies of their presidential records when they leave office to the heavily guarded office of former presidents. 
Former vice presidents like Joe Biden absolutely do not have those rights, and he stole classified records. And he, it wasn't an accident. He, he, we have found four sets of classified records in, uh, in three different locations, uh, in his Penn Biden office, his, uh, his garage, and a study in his, in his Delaware home. So three different locations, and he actually moved them several times. He had to move them before January 20th, 2017, when he left the office of vice president, and then he had to move them again in February 2018 when he moved into the Penn okay. Biden Center. So this is not an accident. Not an accident. So he didn't necessarily have the clearance. He shouldn't have had them. He can't wave and basically say they're all declassified like Trump. And then we got his attorneys, too, who a number of them don't have national security clearance to, like, look at top secret documents. So what are they doing fishing around and discovering these documents? That never should have been the case either. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Mike, your thoughts about all this? Hey, Reed, I love your show. Thank you, Mike. Had, Thank uh, you so much. I've had past two library books before and had to pay a late fee. But these files are not a month old. They're six years old. So how many people had a chance to read them, and who are they? You know, that's a great point. Um, because, yeah, if you have something that's a little bit, and I've had, by the way, library books a couple times, too, that I was like, whoops. I got to pay, uh, I think I had to pay one time like 50 bucks for one. I was like, uh, you know, you forget about that. And by the way, I don't think I'd want even Hunter Biden knowing where his hands have been on my books either, but that's a whole other story. But if you look at what's going on here, Mike, you're right. We don't know the chain of custody of these documents. And they're not even telling us. They want us to believe that sort of these documents somehow walked on their own, that they had feet on them, and they walked on their own to these different locations across the country, and they were sitting there hanging out right by the Corvette, but nobody looked at it, especially if you look at these classified documents. I mean, if you've seen some of them, and there's been images of Biden having them, I've seen these documents before. I've seen them on desks of people before at the White House, and they're very loudly marked. Top secret, classified documents. It's like a big neon sign. And they do that on purpose because they want people to know you can't open that folder. You can't go into that folder. It's not appropriate. So they do that on purpose. It's like a big old neon sign saying, you know, this is something top secret. And if somebody has it on their hands and and moving it into a secure location, you shouldn't even like, you know, peek in. You can't peek in. They're like held like a tight drum. And yet they're sitting around there uh, all over the place. So how are we going to know the chain of custody? And, you know, the one thing that really troubles me, Mike, is this double standard. Because if it was Trump, it would be like, oh, they'd, they'd be calling for his, uh, you know, execution again. That, remember, it was at Michael Beschloss, the uh, historian on MSNBC, called for his execution. Remember, basically said that the Rosenbergs were executed and that might be the way to go, basically, with Trump. Remember that whole thing? That was wild. Uh, so there's been this extreme rhetoric when documents were found with Trump. And yet with Biden, boy, is it a whole other story. And I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it. One thing they should be doing, Mike, I mean, you know, it, it's sort of basic forensics, but they should be absolutely maybe at least doing fingerprints, you know, do some checks, uh, see whose DNA is on those documents. At least that's something. And maybe there's videotape. Maybe there's home surveillance. Uh, what do you suggest, Mike? What 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 what's the best way to get? Maybe maybe we can give a hunter a lie detector test. How many times did you open those documents? Zing! <laughs> Go ahead. I what do you it. think? 
Well, the thing that throws me is they act like they just found them. They were caught with them. They've had them for six years. A lot of people could have looked at them over that six years. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Mike, even, you know, even not even intentionally, that's the other thing, too, because you look at even Joe's own words that they were basically there in the garage next to the Corvette. And you think about how many people came in and out of that house, um, you know, even inadvertently with them just sitting there. It's just it is unbelievably stunning. There needs to be a huge assessment of what kind of national security risks happened. And we need to know what are those documents, too. We still don't know exactly what they are. We know what they kind of are related to. We know they're related to Ukraine, Iran, China. Um, but we don't know all the specifics. We should at least know not the details, obviously, for security reasons, but the essence of it was a about gas. Was it about, you know, uh, the Revolutionary Guard in Iran? Was it about the, uh, you know, the nuclear deal that Joe is trying to make with them still? I mean, we need to know. And were they companies tied? Was it information that could have been tied to Hunter Biden? That's a huge question tonight. Mike, thank you. I love beautiful West Virginia. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. I shot the We need to hold this song for Alec Baldwin, because that would be a perfect song for him. Because he says uh, somehow uh, the trigger just went off. I have no idea. I know nothing. The gun flew into my hand and went off. But he says he's going to fight a tooth and nail, and we're going to be taking your calls about that later on in the show, because it's an interesting case. And I do think, obviously, uh, there is a lot of blame to go around, but I think they're going to come up with a whole bunch of details about a pattern of recklessness on the set. And remember, he was the producer of the film. So that's where it gets really tricky. But we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. We are talking, of course, about Biden saying, no regrets. I did nothing wrong. No problem. Everything's great. And then we find out as we were just talking uh, with Mike from West Virginia, big questions. We don't even know the, the chain of custody of where the documents were who saw it. It's a six-year span, as Mike was just aptly saying. That's a long time for documents to just be laying around in Joe's garage and also at his Penn Biden Center, where a lot of money went from China to the University of Pennsylvania. Is that all a coincidence? Mm. Anyway, here is Congressman James Comer basically saying this has really hurt Biden and his reputation because he basically uh, doesn't look like he's telling the truth to the American public. Take a listen. His pledge to be the most transparent president in the history of America could go down as the second biggest lie Joe Biden's told behind uh, his first uh, pledge that he said he never had any knowledge of Hunter's business dealings. So either way, I could make a strong argument that this administration's the least transparent administration in the history of America. And some of you have said that you think this will get swept under the rug. I disagree. Listen to James Comer. He's head of the Oversight Committee. Uh, he sounds like he's a dog on a hunt. And there is a lot of bones to follow on this one. And here is Congresswoman Kat Kamek basically saying that clearly the way that these documents were all over the place, Biden should have a lot of regrets. We have a situation where there's a total disregard 
for national security with this administration. You can point to the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. You can point to the border crisis that has been playing out where we have over 100 people who have been apprehended that are on the international terrorist watch list. God knows how many of them were gotaways that are now somewhere within our country. Now you look at the handling of classified documents. It points to a bigger issue, Harris. They have no regard for the rule of law, and they have no regard for our national security. Yeah, why would the documents be laying around and still no regrets? I mean, that's the best answer you can tell the American public. That, to me, is a really defiant, arrogant answer from the president of the United States. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert, line six. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. What do you think, Robert? Well, I've got two things for you. You, like, need to have accurate reporting. That's important to you, right? Yes, and it's important to you, too. So go ahead, Robert. Robert, you're talking really slow, like like uh, like you've had something to drink tonight, but go ahead. No, no. um, (laughs) I'll be quicker. You had been saying that the FBI went into Mar-a-Lago guns blazing? Yes, they had. They, Robert, have you seen the video? They had guns with them. They were armed guards and went in. Were they shooting up like the OK Corral? No. Uh, you know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like that. But they were armed and they went in. When the FBI goes in, they are armed and they go in. And they had sirens all over the place. I mean, do you think that was discreet? That says discreet as Macy's at Christmas, but go ahead. Please, it was not guns blazing. There was no shooting. At the most, it was guns drawn. Please. Well, and I don't even know if guns were drawn, actually, Robert. Robert, you know, I think you're exaggerating because I don't even think guns were drawn. I mean, I'm making a a figure of speech, but they did have guns with them, Robert. So, I mean, I think uh, if that's uh, the least of your concerns, uh, Good luck with your drinking, Robert. We love you. Let's go to Teddy. Line one, Ted. Oh, uh, yes, uh, Rita. It'll be a, a good message for Dom. Besides Huntergate, look out for Trumpgate. And, Rita, I believe Donald Trump's niece when she wrote her book. And everything that she has said is accurate. He cheated her. He cheated her, her, his brother. Okay? He's a louse. Okay? He's corrupt. He's a liar. He's been found guilty. His 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 company has been found guilty of all the charges, and that is just the beginning of the end. Look at all of the court cases people are suing him for. Oh, they are suing him. And listen, and, and they are suing him left and right. Now, let me just ask you, Ted, because you got a lot of passion, which I always love, Ted. Um, what do you think about uh, Biden with the documents and him saying no regrets? Honestly, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not a great answer. It was the optics do not look good, but I'll tell you this: based upon Biden's history and based upon Trump's history, I'll take Biden to tell the truth more often than Trump. And you hear that, Dom? Think of Trump Gate, Dom. You're thinking of Dom, our, our uh, the caller who called in who talked about the Parmesan cheese. Ted, you got a lot of passion. You got a lot of fire. Robert, who just called before you, could use some of that. That guy sounded like he was half asleep. But Ted, I always respect your opinion and I always appreciate your calls. 
Everybody, we're going to continue with this after the break. Teddy got us all fired up. I love Ted. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great veterans and also their family members. A beautiful story coming out of Columbus, Ohio, where three former Ohio National Guardsmen were inducted into the Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame during its annual induction ceremony that took place not too long ago on the campus of Ohio State University. The Ohio Veterans Hall of Fame honors veterans who've made a lasting impact on their communities, the state of Ohio and across the country, outside and often after their military careers. And presenting the awards to the honorees was Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, who said, on behalf of all Ohioans, we thank you and congratulate you on the achievements that you have earned for this honor. One of them, by the way, uh, was a Special Forces Green Beret and now is the executive director of an organization called Save a Warrior. It's a program for veterans and first responders living with PTSD uh, that could potentially lead to uh, to suicide, which is a huge issue, of course, in veterans and so many others. And what a powerful story to see that he and these other veterans were recognized for their great work in the community. And, of course, we always love and appreciate our veterans so very, very much. Well, we are taking your calls talking about Joe Biden, who wants us all to believe nothing's there. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see there. Well, there's some new emails that are coming out that basically shows Joe Biden named. And it's in a 2017 email, according to The New York Post, where Hunter is seeking China, a natural gas deal tied to some places in the South. And basically talks about money, talks about this multi-million dollar deal to ship natural gas from the U.S. to China. Remember, he kind of killed our energy independence, so that's kind of questionable. And, uh, of course, the first son, Hunter Biden, on his laptop, some of the details. Here's an email. This is interesting. It says uh, of one of these company owners, this is this a Louisiana attorney who is working on the deal, basically saying, quote, I confirm I've requested the contact to be available for a call from Joe Biden and Hunter Biden on Monday morning. That's one of these attorneys who was working on this questionable deal uh, with natural gas from U.S. to China. Hunter, who has no experience in that realm, getting paid big bucks. And here it says a call with Joe Biden. Remember, Joe Biden says, I don't know anything about my son's business deals. So there's some names in here and certainly worth people like James Comer, another Following the breadcrumbs, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Lair. Uh, line one, Larry, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, hi, Rita. I hope I'm not repeating anything. But, um, you know, we all know that lawyers come in. Everybody wants to know what lawyers were doing there. We all know lawyers come in. Sorry, my throat is... <clears> throat> Are you okay, Lair? Lair, we don't want you to choke on the air. Are you all right? Yeah, I have bad timing, okay, stage stage uh, illness, whatever. But um, lawyers come in to save the day. To re- it's like a rescue operation. That's what lawyers are there for. Now, let's think about if Hunter needed documents 
to furnish the Chinese. We know he was getting billions of dollars, and the guy is worth absolutely nothing, right? So he, to make him worth something, he's got to he's got to he's got to put something up. He's got to he's got to show them the mustard or something like that. So if he if he had to get access to documents, how would that be done? It's too risky to give them to him. So Joe would logically plant them in places where Hunter had access to. And we see that we see right away that he was paying $50,000 for the house. That's a pretty penny to pay for a house because that house was very, very valuable because look what it contained. And then there were other spots that Hunter shared with Joe. So Joe forgot where these, where these, where these papers were because he planted them for Hunter's sake. And, of course, Hunter's not going to remember because that's incriminating. He doesn't want to be associated with those documents. So there they lie just, you know, that until, the, until there's a scare because they're investigating Hunter. And all of a sudden the lawyers come in to do a treasure hunt to find out where these documents are. And lo and behold, there they are. You know, Larry, you actually brought up a really fascinating point that maybe Joe purposely just kind of had them laying around. So when Hunter is doing uh, changing the engine, I haven't changed an engine on a car. But I would imagine, what if it took Hunter like four weeks to change that engine or, or even, uh, you know, 40 hours, you know? I mean, it doesn't take that long, as we all know. I know friends who have changed engines. Uh, but, you know, that's an interesting point. Maybe they just happen to be where Hunter happens to be working on the car and happens to be at the Penn Biden Center, which he was. I mean, you're right. It's sort of almost no coincidence that... Right now, we know there are two locations tied to Hunter, and they just happen to be there. And you're right. Silly old Joe may have forgotten where he kind of left them and forgot about it. And the last thing he's going to do is say, I left them laying around so my my son could peek at them. Uh, That's a really interesting theory, Larry, and that may be the answer to it all. Uh, Fascinating. Larry, thank you so much. Let's go to Joe. Line six. Uh, You just heard Larry's theory. It's an interesting premise. Go ahead, Joe. Well, one thing about what Larry said I'd like to back up. Do these lawyers have clearance, security clearance, to search these residences and these offices for these documents? Not all, the, not all of them. You hit it on the head. In fact, we have only heard that one of them actually had national security clearance, and we know that it was a group of them that went in. And that, that's a whole other issue. Why would you send these guys in? It still doesn't make sense why you send attorneys in to move. I mean, on November 2nd. Too, if you believe their story, again, that's only what we've been told. But if you believe their story, why would these attorneys be in there on November 2nd, right before the midterms? There's something really fishy with the timing. And just like you said, these people who didn't have security clearance were looking at these documents. They had to have opened it to say, what is it? Is it an empty folder? Oh, shoot, there's documents on Iran in there. How do we already know that? Because they know what's in it. So clearly some of them have looked at it. And how do you undo that? Why Why should they have? They should not have access. Uh, Joe wasn't even supposed to have access, let alone these people. So that that's a really powerful point. Let's go to Jim on line five. Jim, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Rita. Joe Biden has been a paid-for, useful idiot in the most powerful position in the world. Everything he's done since he sat in the White House was what he was told to do, you know, attacking our oil and gas industry. The Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is about empowering China, switching the the power base from natural gas and oil-based countries to China, which has, controls all the lithium. While China keeps, you know, surround itself, you know, 
impart its influence around the world to extract more gas and oil. They're trying to get us to be Hey, Jim, you're dropping, off, you're dropping off a little bit there, but I hear what you're saying. That's why I think it's really interesting that this new email basically is bringing in Hunter, according to this uh, report in the New York Post, basically that Joe Biden, this attorney was bringing in Joe Biden and Hunter to talk about this deal that would send U.S. oil and gas uh, from it looks like Louisiana or some other places to uh, China. So why was he selling it to China when he's cutting off U.S. supplies? That's one. And it comes at a time, just like you said, there's so many intricacies happening right now where he's cut off our own energy independence. Look what he did. He killed Keystone Pipeline. Is there a connection that he's cutting us off at the knees in terms of energy independence right now? And yet somehow he's playing cushy-cushy with China, according to this report. Uh, I mean, it, that's why this is really serious stuff, because, you know, oil security and gas security is also national security. So there's there are so many questions about this tonight. Let's go to Vito real quick. Vito, line three, your thoughts. Yes, sir, I agree with you, Rita. Good program. Biden, we heard all about Biden. We know that he's incompetent and we know that somebody else is pulling the strings or calling the shots. Who do you think that is, Vito? Uh, who do I think it is? Obama. Yeah, who knows? By the way, by the way, Vito, mark my words. I don't rule out that, you know, maybe Michelle Obama wants to run. I, I really don't because I don't think cackles Kamala Harris is ready for the gig. She can't remember Eric Adams is like, we need a border czar. Oh, yeah, we have a border czar. Kamala Harris. That shows how effective she's been. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Real quick, Andrew, line four. Andrew, your thoughts about this, my friend. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing well, Reed. I could tie it all in. Teddy, Biden, and Alec Baldwin. Equal justice. That's what I want. Wait, Teddy, 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 the past caller, uh, fuzzy teddy bear. Is that who you're talking about? Right. Trump gets unequal justice lower. His company was selectively prosecuted for a minor thing that they probably all do. But with Biden and Hillary Clinton, they don't have to follow the same laws as everyone else. But I want Stan from Forest Hill and myself to be treated the same by the law, not me better. And I don't like Baldwin, but I don't want him to be treated lower because he's a celebrity high profile or better that, like you mentioned, they don't have to follow the law, Biden and Hillary. Their lawyers get to go through when they get the subpoena from the FBI law. They go through the documents, through the server, then they hand it over. So it's not it's an unequal law. Plus, they give documents that are classified to people that don't have clearance. So there's two standards of justice. And of course, lastly, you didn't mean they came literally guns blazing. But they came armed with long guns. They took everything. I want everyone like this. They say they came for the trade unit, unit, union. I wasn't a trade unionist. They came for the Jews. I wasn't a Jew. I didn't say anything. They came from Stan. They came for Stan. I didn't say anything. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out. No, bravo. I I agree with you in terms of equal justice is so important Um, uh, on every level, whether it's Trump versus Biden, uh, Alec Baldwin versus the other. And by the way, the only thing that um, I think is interesting, Andrew, is that I think if Alec Baldwin were an average citizen, I think he would have been charged earlier. 
So that's where whether whether he gets convicted is a whole other matter. But there certainly is enough for a charge there based on the standard of recklessness from what we have seen. If you were just a Joe Blow executive producer and you accidentally shot and killed this person, I use the analogy of sort of like a drunk driver. If you go and you booze it up and then you get behind the wheel and you kill somebody, you're going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Because in most cases, if you were so drunk and you knew you were drunk and you got behind the wheel and you were reckless and you ran over somebody, what, they, somebody gets a free pass? In most cases, you would not. You would at least get charged with involuntary manslaughter. And in this case, because he pointed the gun, he did not check it himself. He took the word of these others. He's going to blame everybody else. And at the end of the day, maybe that's where it turns up that it is their fault. They're clearly culpable in some form. But as the executive producer, they're going to show a trail of recklessness. That's what the DA said the other day. And that's what they're going for to show that this was basically, quote, a pattern of recklessness. By the way, uh, I want to take your calls on Alec Baldwin. Remember, this is, again, what Alec Baldwin said. And this is what the DA said didn't happen. But take a listen. This was a completely incidental shot, an angle that may not have ended up in the film at all. But... We kept doing this, and so then I said to her, now in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun, and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun, and the gun goes off. I let go of the hammer of the gun, and the gun goes off. At the moment. That was the moment the gun went off, yeah. That was the moment the gun went off. Yeah, it just somehow went off. And now the DA and the prosecutor in the Alec Baldwin case said, "Uh uh-uh, it doesn't just go off. By the way, here's a weapons expert who's been on a lot of Hollywood film sets. His name is Steve Wolf, and he reacted to what you just heard from Alec Baldwin. He says, that ain't true. Take a listen. Load of crap, I I think, as much as I can say on, on, uh, you know, family television, the FBI and numerous other people have, have verified there was nothing wrong with that gun, and that gun will not fire without pressing the trigger. Wow. What do you think, everybody? 1-800-848-9222 tonight. Alec Baldwin's team says he is going to fight this, and he will win in court. Not according to that expert, Steve Wolf. Uh, let's go to Don on line eight. Don, your thoughts about all this? Rita, thanks for taking my call. You're, you are always so sweet, and it is great to hear your voice. Thank uh, you. Steve Wolf, Steve Wolf is incorrect. It was a revolver. Uh, I believe it was a Colt revolver, uh, very much as you would see in the Old West movies. You can cock the gun and release it without pulling the trigger. That hammer then hits the end of the round, causing it to discharge. You see it in movies all the time. That someone cocks the gun and then they uncock the gun by pulling the trigger all the way back, pulling the cock all the way back and then letting it go gently so that the hammer or the pin does not hit the firing pin on the primer, which would cause the gun to discharge. If you remember back in the 80s, you can look it up. John Eric Hexham was a very accomplished actor. He took a prop gun and put it to his head and squeezed the trigger in a playful manner. The gun was not loaded, but the gun did have a blank, and it discharged a cotton wad that then hit him in the head, causing his brain to 
you know, just like you would break a glass. Or no, you're right. Uh, by the way, I remember that story. Um, uh, just real quick, uh, Don, um, what do you make of Baldwin saying that, you know, he didn't pull the trigger? Um, it sounds like he didn't check the gun either. He did get it told that it was a cold gun when he got passed to him. But real quick, what do you make of his statements? Because the DA came out and said, no, he pulled the trigger. That They don't believe him. Yeah, they, well, as, as your previous caller said, there is no equal justice under the law. He is going to get a liberal judge, and he is going to get off. To, for him to say, I didn't squeeze the trigger. And he also said in one of your previous clips that you played about a half an hour ago, he simply said, I was firearms trained, and I know not to squeeze the trigger and point it in any direction. He was under the assumption that it was a gun that was not loaded. But that doesn't excuse him from the culpability of pulling back the hammer. If he was trained, anybody knows that a double-action revolver, can you can cock the gun, and if you release it before it catches, before it's all the way pulled back, it can strike the, the hammer, the pin will strike the primer, and it will discharge the weapon. So you're hearing a lot of stories where somebody says, oh, no, he had to have pulled the trigger in order to, to fire the firearm. That is not true. And there's many police officers from the 70s who handled revolvers. And by, and the, by the way, Don, that's a great point that you're saying because you bring up a good point. Um, what's interesting and what hurts um, Baldwin in this case is that apparently they were kind of hanging out with the guns the day before. They were doing live shooting with live rounds um, with other guns. He was well aware, apparently. I think there was obviously some training and preparation. So the question is, were they told all of these things that you obviously know so well? And what kind of safety was on the set? Uh, that opens up a huge can of worms. And that makes it even more careful that you got to be even super careful because you don't have to pull the trigger, as you're saying and as you're explaining. Don, thank you. That was a great call. We really appreciate it. We'll be back. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And when in doubt, the ladies of The View will always defend a liberal. Uh, First of all, Joy Behar says that the DA is a Republican in the Alec Baldwin case, and Republicans don't like him, so he's in trouble. Uh, But then she also says Alec did nothing wrong. Alec Baldwin did nothing wrong. Listen to Joy Behar. He was a producer of story credit, so he had creative involvement. Uh, not exactly the job of somebody who would have to check the gun. That's the job of other people. And, you know, as a person who's been in a couple of movies, all you're thinking of is your part when you're an actor. You're not worried. I was not worried that, that my brassiere's going to fall off me or whatever. Somebody else has to worry about that. You're interested in your lines and your character and where am I now and where was I two minutes ago. That's it. So I don't really understand what this is about. Well, it's about somebody lost their life, a mother with kids, and Alec Baldwin is the producer of the film. By the way, if he gets an Oscar, this is the analogy I make. If he's a, gets, if he's an, he gets an Oscar for the film, he's the one who goes up and gets the award. So you also get the accolades, but you also have the responsibility to oversee the set. And if they can show that corners were cut and safety was cut and there was a pattern of disregard for safety on the set, which there has been allegations of that, that is going to come into play and really hurt him. Uh, let's go to Norm. Line three. Norm, your thoughts about this. And Alec Baldwin, uh, who says he's going to fight this tooth and nail, Norm. 
Okay, your previous caller was incorrect. He was describing a double-action revolver uh, with this double-clicking process of the hammer. Um, I'm just going to give a couple of specs. Gun was a single-action cowboy-era revolver of the 1873 to 1898 type period. If it wasn't original, and many are, no registration or ATF forms are required. This means in order to discharge a cartridge, the hammer has to be drawn back before each time to pull the trigger. The trigger will not pull unless the hammer is cocked beforehand. He could not go click, click, click with a gun of this period. In addition, looking back from behind the gun as a shooter, one can see if the cylinders are loaded or not, but he could not have known if they were blanks or not. However, discharging even a blank of such a close distance is potentially lethal, especially because guns of that period were so large caliber, 44, 45. See actor John Herrick Hexham or Brandon Lee. Yes, by the, by the way, I was thinking of Brandon Lee, too, uh, when the last caller called. Uh, Norm, thank you. Really great points. You always bring in so many great points to the uh, conversation. Thank you, Norm. Have a great week. And let's go to BJ, line seven. BJ, your thoughts about all this? Boy, that show, The View, it used to be so wonderful with Barbara Walters. It's, now it's a witch's coven. I never listened to that poison. But getting back to this uh, uh, Alec Baldwin, he will beat this. He would not have been out uh, uh, laughing today uh, uh, with his face uh, covered uh, and his pictures all over the place if he thought otherwise. And even if he does get a judge that has the, the nuts to uh, uh, basically do the right thing, he'll get – pardoned by Joe Biden or some other uh, useful, useful Democrat because he's been attacking uh, J- Donald Trump with that stupid impersonation on Saturday Night Live. For- That's a great point. By the way, the fact that he's a liberal darling, I think, though, this looks really bad. The DA sounded serious. Again, it could be the lesser charge, but I don't think he or Joe Biden should be too cocky tonight. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.